Isaiah 55 and 8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor your ways my ways, says the Lord. Everybody, say it again. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor your ways my ways, says the Lord. Says who? Thank goodness it's not about, you didn't say it, or I didn't say it. Thank goodness that the president didn't say it. I thank goodness that the mayor didn't say it. But God says that his ways are not our ways. And the way he thinks has nothing to do with the way we think. Thank the goodness, Lord, right? Now look at uh, Matthew 11, 1 through uh, 6. This is the story of a man um, and, or I'm sorry, this is a story about John the Baptist who was in prison. This was the cousin of Jesus. And look at that, well, the, look at what, uh, when he was in prison. Here, John the Baptist was very, is very unique. Is He's the only one that had the honor to baptize the king of all kings. Man, that's quite an honor. I don't know about you. But, you know, of all the people in the history of, of, of mankind, he chooses John the Baptist. You know, the guy that was eating locusts and honey and running around in the, in the wilderness uh, 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 with camel hair on. You know, he, he's, he's that one. He's the one that when people look and said, man, he don't look like a preacher. He doesn't talk like a preacher. And he definitely doesn't pre uh, uh, dress like a preacher. But he chose John. To baptize him. Now look at this. Now it came to pass when Jesus finished, come on, read it with me, commanding his 12 disciples that he departed from there to teach and preach in their cities. And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, are you the coming one or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said to them, go and tell John the things which you hear and see. The blind see, the lame walk, the leopards are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And look at, and blessed is he who is not offended because of me. I want to talk to you on a subject of any way you bless me. Any way you bless me, I'll be satisfied. See, there's an old song that goes like that. Any way, Lord, you bless me, I'll be satisfied. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Let your word leap off the page into our hearts. Let it become rhema today. Lord, guide us and help us this afternoon to hear your word. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. See, uh, there's an old song that I, when I was born again, I started going to church. And um, our pastor used to love this song. He says, any way you bless me, Lord, I'll be satisfied. See, uh, today, uh, as Christians, many people, now they're coming to the Lord, and we don't really speak like that anymore. We want God to put it in a beautiful uh, uh, wrapping paper and put a bow on it and, 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 and deliver it to us uh, during a certain time of the year. Right? Uh, Lord, uh, we want God, you to uh, uh, bless me the way I want and uh, according to my convenience and according to my ways. But God was sitting saying, wait a minute, uh, your ways are not my ways and definitely your thinking is not my thinking. We have to get back to the place where God, we have to get to a place where we trust God that no matter how he blesses us, we are going to receive it. Amen. See, too often that we are so used to the world giving us the way we want it. Well, we often go to the hamburger joint and, and they said, how you like that burger? 
Uh, we like it a little bit of medium uh, or medium rare. Uh, would you like some mayo or mustard? No, uh, just keep the mustard, but no mayo. Can you throw a little bit of ketchup on it? Y'all got spicy ketchup? See, we, we are so used to demanding our own way. So when we bring that mindset into Jesus or that mindset into church, well, when God blesses us, we are distracted is because we are more focused on the way he blesses us instead of the substance in which he blesses. See, I know some people like this said, Lord, I'm not going unless you do this, 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 and that. Or I'm not doing that unless you do this, 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 and that. Oh, unless you do it before 12 o'clock noon tomorrow, I know it can't be you. And then uh, 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 12.05 comes and the answer comes and they won't go. You see, you stop God's blessing because you're working on your thoughts and your ways and we work on our thoughts or it happens to me too. Oftentimes I said, Lord, that can't be you because it didn't come before noon. It came at 12.05. And, and, and while we, we often look at it and we say, oh, that's funny, but how many times we have looked at things and not received the blessing of God is because it didn't come at the right time that we want. It didn't come the way we looked at it. It didn't come wrapped up in a beautiful silver and red and green bowl. We can't say it's God. You see, we have to get to the old way of people saying, God, any way you bless me, I'll be satisfied. You know why the old people used to say that? It's because uh, uh, they had an uninhibited trust in God. Because that means that there was no distraction. They said, God, I trust you so much that I know that you know better than me. Okay, as a parent, anybody here ever had kids? Yes, those that are watching, I know. Okay, the, the children always question you if you have their best interests in mind. Right? I remember when my children were very small, five, four, three, two, and one. They think that they know better than mom or dad. Right? They think that they can eat all the candy they want. And say, but uh, your baby, if you, ate, if you eat all that candy, your stomach will hurt. But they look at you like, no, I don't trust you because it's not hurting right now. <laughs> you see, that's oftentimes, uh, we don't know is because our thought oftentimes is immature to the ways of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we often say, God, uh, I know better than you. And so when God blesses us with real food, when we as father and mother take away the candy and say, baby, you've got to eat this nice dinner mommy cooked. And they're like, no, I'm already got what I want. But, but uh, uh, the children doesn't know better. You see, oftentimes, we are, when we trust God, we would tell the children, say, no, baby, you've got to trust mommy and daddy. How frustrating is it, parents, when your children don't trust what you say? Oh, let's. How frustrating is it, parents, when your children does not trust what you say? Even in the simple things. 
how frustrating God must be when he says, give and it shall be given to you. It will be pressed down, shaken together, runneth over, will men, or I will bring people to give unto you. How frustrating is when God says that if you will sow, you shall also reap. But when we tell people to give unto the Lord, they hold their pocketbook right. tight. Now, see, I'm just making light, but it's, uh, it's, everybody understands money. Isn't it funny? My kids understand about money. You don't have to teach people much about it. When you talk about money, they, 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 they perk up. You see, how frustrating it must be as a parent when your children does not trust what you say, especially when they're only three or four or 10 or 16. I ain't talking about anybody in here. I remember uh, uh, Dr. Um, uh, the pastor down at uh, a church down south. Um, and he's an older man. He built a church. It's beautiful. It's huge. And I remember sitting there, and he said he used to talk to uh, uh, young people. And they would look at him. He goes, what are you going to teach, you know, young people, young teenagers? And they look at him. He's just old. And, you know, he said, he said, honey, I might be old. He goes, I've been young, and I've been old. You just young. You know what that tells you? That tells you that there are things in life that experience tells you that you cannot survive on candy. That you, if you would apply the things of God. There are some people watching me right now that I've traveled. There are some of you that's listening to me right now. You think that up to this point in God, you know enough. But just like a 15, 16, 18-year-old kid, that they think that they've lived enough life to understand some things. But there are things that you have yet to understand because God is a God that is vast. You can't search him. You can't get on on the, because the Bible says that he is unsearchable. Right. Yeah, that's right. You know, that means you can't Google him. <laughs> <laughs> He's unsearchable, right? He is the promise key. How can he take one and multiply? How can he take five loaves and two fish and feed 5,000 men? How can he walk on water? How can he speak, let there be light, and there was light? How can he, somebody just touch the hem of his garment and be healed? Yeah, yeah. And we say we trust God, but any way you bless me, I am satisfied. You see, we got to get to a place that we don't put God in a box, uh, that if he don't answer you by noon tomorrow, that 12.05, you let that go by. How many people, have, uh, that opportunity has come into their life, and they are so offended by the way God does things? They can't. Let's look at Mark chapter 8. This is a story. Verse 22 and 25, I just want to read it really quick to you. Then he came to Bethsaida, and they brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. So he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes, wait a minute, and put his hands on him, he asked him if he saw anything. And he looked up and he said, I see men like trees walking. Then he's put on his, he put his hands on his eyes again and made him look up and 
And what? And he was restored. Hold up. And he was restored and saw everyone clearly. Don't spit on me, man. See, that's how people come to church. We, we look clean. We look nice. We wear their suits. But, but it's hard for us to come to the altar and weep before the Lord. It's hard for us to bend our knee because we think that it would be undignified. But the Bible says that this man was blind. And that people were saying, please, Lord, touch him. And instead of saying, be healed, your faith has made you healed, he led him outside of the town. And then he spit on him. Now, I'm not telling you to do that. Please don't do that because um, you will learn a scripture called turn the other cheek really quick. <laughs> but see, what Jesus was doing at the time when John the Baptist brought uh, this idea or, or this question to him, Lord, are you the one or should I look to uh, another? Uh, in Matthew 11, it is because God's ways are so unconventional to our thinking. Well, he's never seen the demons be cast out before. Uh, he's never seen the leper be cleansed. He's never seen that just a, a woman would touch just his clothes and she'd be healed. He's never seen that uh, men would come, his disciples would eat and not wash their hands. And he sits there and he says that the things that go into you is not what defile you. You see, brothers and sisters, oftentimes we become so uh, 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 in love with our rituals and our sanctification or our sanctity. Uh, we are so uh, 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 in love with our religious operations that we cannot allow God to bless us any way that he wants. You know, there's another story about a woman in Matthew 15. The Bible says that her daughter was possessed, and, the, the, and she was not of, she was a Canaanite, and her daughter was possessed in Matthew 15. And he says that, should I take the bread of children and give it to the dogs? Wow. He just, that's kind of harsh, Lord. And yet, she says something. She said, I don't care if I get the whole piece of bread or not. Even if I get the crumbs from the master's table, it's more than enough for what I need. You see, brothers and sisters, there are we sometimes, and it includes me, that we get to a point where we are so proud of being Christian that we get so proud that we uh, get into a place that God's going to bless me this way. If, if, if God don't bless me, uh, I'm not going. That's why we still sit where we sit. That's why we still deal with the stuff that we deal with. This woman said, Lord, if the crumbs just fall off, I know that even the crumbs from your table is more than what I need for my daughter to be healed. See, we got to get our arrogance out. We got to get our pride. We got to break past the noise of God can only do it that way or God can only, or God can only use this person or that person and God can only use a man. He'll never use a woman. Get that out of your mind. That's right. Because anyway, you bless me, Lord. Amen. You see, when we trust God explicitly, when we trust God wholeheartedly, then we know that if our life is in his hand, then that way, no matter how he blessed, if he spit on our eyes, yeah. or if he throws crumbs on the ground, yeah. 
we know that his ways is better than our ways. You see, we are too easy to say that can't be God because we got to get blessed. One, two, three. We got to get blessed. God better answer me before noon. 12.05 now. And then the answer comes. You know, it's like that story. You hear this story. And we, we hear about this, this little town got flooded. And we know about flooding here in Houston, right? And this man uh, was at the porch of his house. And it began to come up to the porch. And people with a big truck say, hey, brother, you better get on this truck because we, the flood is coming. He goes, no, I'm praying. I believe God can save me. Right? And, and the next thing you know, the floodwaters come, and it's gotten up to the second floor, and he climbed the second floor, and there was a man with a, a canoe come by. He said, hey, brother, uh, you better come and get into this canoe because you're going to drown. He goes, no, I've been praying. I know God's going to bring an angel to bless me, to get me out of here. And then next thing you know, the house is flooded to the roof. And he's sitting there saying, Lord, I know you can only answer. You will answer my prayer. You're going to bring an angel to get me out of here. And the helicopter came and dropped down a ladder and said, hey, man, you better climb up this ladder or you're going to drown. He goes, no, I believe God's going to send me an angel on wings and take me out of here. Well, guess what? The floods came and it killed him. He died. And when he's on his way to heaven, he was kind of upset. Now, it's just a story. Nobody's upset in heaven, okay? <laughs> Don't get bent out of shape. And he said, Lord, I believed in you. I believe in everything that you've done. And, and yet I pray that you come rescue me. That I believe your word, that you wouldn't let any harm come to me. And I prayed, and you never came. He goes, what else do you want? I brought a truck, I brought a canoe, and a helicopter. See, that's how we are. It's because sometimes when we pray in our mind, we have this notion that God can only answer us in our way. And we forget that the blessing is in that helicopter. The blessing was in that boat. The blessing was in that truck. I have another story for you. A man believed. He said, Lord, I know I want to I want to be wealthy to give you uh, give you all this money. I don't want this devil to use all this money. Uh, uh, and he goes, I believe that you're going to let me win the lottery. That's what he said. Year in a year later, he's still praying every day. Lord, I believe you. I'm going to use that money for the kingdom. Ten years go by. He's still praying. Hadn't won. Twenty goes by. He still hasn't won. Twenty years go by. 30 years go by, and he still hasn't won. Lord, I believe you're going to let me win the lottery. I'm going I'm to support all the, uh, the, the ministries. 50 years go by. He's an old man. Still hadn't won. 60 years go by. He's still an old man. He dies. He's so upset. Goes to heaven. He said, Lord, I believe in your word. You said, whatever I ask for, believe, and I shall receive. You know, he, you know how we do. We quote scripture. He said, Lord, I've been praying since my early 20s that you will bless me. I prayed for, you know, all my life until I died. And you never blessed me with the winning the lottery. Why is that? And the Lord looked at him and goes, at least go buy a ticket. <laughs> it's funny. But how often do we do that? How often why we are so set in our ways of how God can bless us that we don't realize that there's blessings all around all the time. See, we got to get back to this place called any way you bless me, Lord, I'll be satisfied. Yeah. 
See, sometimes that God wants, it's great that uh, uh, Marianne got up here and he said that when she went uh, to D.C. and visited one of our sisters there, that she, uh, her and her husband at first was kind of, didn't know how to receive it. But when God is about to bless you, stop worrying about all that stuff and lay down your, your whatever thought process and begin to say, God, if you got this for me, any way you want to bless me, I'll be satisfied. See, when you trust God, you know that as a father to the children, as a mother to your children, would you ever bless your kids with anything that would destroy them? Never. 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 I remember one of our kids, I won't tell you which one, every time we ate vegetables, every time we ate something, she'd be like, no, no, no. And and to a point where uh, I got to a point and said, baby, why, why do you keep saying it? Oh, they don't look good. I said, uh, if it's not good for you, then why would I eat it? And your other sisters would eat it. And, and see, we often do that is to God, is we often sit to say, nope, it can't be for me. And I said, wait a minute, it's for everybody else, but why couldn't it be for you? It's because there is somewhere, there's a breakdown between us and trust to God. See, it's easy for us to go to church and get our 30-minute in, but then the rest of the week, we are struggling. See, it's easy to come and get our, but let me ask you something. Are there areas in your life that you really want God to bless you, and have we lost the opportunity to see everything that God has for us but we can't get past the way he's doing it. Let me ask you something, brothers and sisters. You know that man that was blind? Do you think he cared after he was able to see that Jesus spit on him? You sure? You sure? Let me ask you, did that lady that had a daughter that was possessed, did she care what, how Jesus spoke to her? Here's a crumb. You go get that. Why should the master give bread of the children to the dogs? And she said, but even the dogs eat the crumbs. Okay, your faith. See, see, we often get so offended at God. And God says, blessed is he who's not offended because of me. Lord, I want to get to a place in my life where I don't care how you bless me. I don't care how you help me feed my kids. I don't care how you help me keep my wife fed, my kids fed. I am satisfied. Amen. You know what? Any way you want to bless me, Lord, I'm willing. You know, how many times in our life, how many good relationships we have overlooked because we are looking for the perfect one? How many relationships have walked out of our life because we didn't treat it like a blessing? Oh, it's quiet now. How many times that we let people that are connected with us, but we didn't value them, we took them for granted, we overlooked them, and we forget that it's God's treasure in our life. That's why I try to teach my children and I try to teach people that anybody that you meet, it doesn't matter how they look, 
They are valuable to God and you never know. So you better treat them with respect and with love and appreciation. See, we have to get our eyes off of things that isn't working and things that are working. We have to get our eyes and be open to the blessings of God in our life. We have to be open to say, God, oh, I see blessing there. Oh, I see. You know, I could come into this church and say, man, it's been a couple of years. I've been preaching my heart out and, and it's not doing this and doing that. But what I look at is right now, if I leave this church, there are young men and young women. There are men and women that could run this church without me. I saw one of them stand up here today yes. prophesying to me. Wow. If you asked me 10 years ago if he would have done that, he'd be like, no way. <laughs> you know what? A couple of weeks ago, we had a young man up here named Nim. And 12 years ago, I told him, pastor. He said, no, I'm not made to be a pastor. Oh, really? You see, we can look at the negative, but begin to look at the positive. How many of you are better because of this church? How many of you are better because God's used you? How many of you are better at learning more things and skills and dealing with personalities and dealing with things? We have to look at it as a blessing, Lord. Yeah, amen. Because any way you bless me. Yeah, I love to have things more as well. I asked my two younger ones today, I said, what do you think about being famous? One of them said, I think it'd be cool. <laughs> right? And, there, and then the other one says, no, there's, and this is what she said. She said, there's pros and cons, Dad. And I said, really, tell me a little bit about it, middle daughter. And she said, she said, well, that means everything you do, people looking at you. Wow. How's a little... 12-year-old understand that. You see, oftentimes, we have dreams and visions, and all those things are wonderful. And because we're always striving for, and I'm included. I'm not preaching at you. I'm preaching at myself. Is I often think about, Lord, all the things that come with all those things. Right? You know, sometimes that old saying is, more is not always better. Now, I want more, but I want God's best. You know, oftentimes we overlook the blessings of God is because we're always looking for ways that we think we should be blessed. Instead of saying, any way you bless me, Lord, I'll be satisfied. Any way you bless me, Lord, I will be satisfied. You know, we, the job that we used to have used to be a blessing, but now it's not a blessing. And if it's not a blessing anymore, then we should ask the Lord, say, Lord, is it my time to move forward? Not move on, but move forward. You see? Uh, and yes, there are, sometimes we deal with things and we stay at places. You know, Egypt was at one time a blessing to the Israelites, right? Yes. But they stayed too long. And the same thing that was a blessing to them became an enslaver to them. You see, I, I don't know about you, but the Bible says this, says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. And I often wonder, say, Lord, what does hope deferred mean? It really means this. It means that oftentimes 
It's just like that man waiting on God to send angels to rescue him from the flood. And yet God says, my ways are not your ways. And my thoughts are not your thoughts. And he was hoping the angels would come. But the angel that came was always other men. The man in the big truck and the man in the canoe and the man that flew that helicopter. See, sometimes we're always looking for God to bless us according to our thoughts and our ways. And God says, I want you to move forward. I'll shut down this store. I'll shut down this business so I can move you to another place. Just like my brother-in-law. I, I saw it. I said, God, you're about to bless him. And he thought it. He said, man, what am I going to do? No, no, no. I shut this place down, so I'm moving you forward. Because you were always stressing how it's going to do. And God said, I'm moving forward. I, I often look at one of our other brothers. that He's like, he worked at this place, and it was a blessing. And he said, man, I just feel like something else. They let him go. God had to let him go so that he can move forward. And now the new company's got benefits. They're going to send him to higher education. They're going to pay for it. See, we got to say, God, I trust you. And if I trust you, then I know as a father of children, why would I ever give my three girls anything bad? If I had it in my power to give them the best, why wouldn't I? And Jesus says, you being evil know how to give good things to your children. How much more would God the Father give you the Holy Spirit, which is the greatest thing? Let us stand. Any way you bless me, Lord. Any way you bless me. I want you to take a moment. I know we've got a few minutes. It's not even 5.30. The altar is open. You know what? God wants to bless you. Ask God to remove the preconceptions. Ask God to remove the parameters that you have asked him. And say, God, let me not see opportunities pass me by because I got my own ways and my own thoughts. The altar is open as they sing this song and I'll come back and close. If you need prayer, we have prayer leaders here. Those that are watching us, take a moment. Ask the Lord to remove those things. You're moving in God's power.